fuel, baby. Whew, bag fuel. Bag fuel Atlanta. Oh my God, I'm excited about this episode. They call me Heineken. I'm every everyone sees sounds official. So you already know this treat. This is gonna be a treat for y'all. This is gonna be some high end, high octane hip hop, historic vibes, business vibes. Really how to matter in this industry. We got my guy Wayno One Nineteen. If you know, <laughs> what's up, my guy? I want to yeah. apologize to you, man. For what? We had did an interview up at This Is Fifty. Mm-hmm. And I had, we did a lot of numbers on that interview. Mm-hmm. And I had asked you about academics, and I clickbaited you on the oh, title. that's the one you talking about. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And, and you never supported the interview. And now, really understanding, you were right. But I wanted to apologize, because even though it did like four or 500,000 views, I clickbaited the shit out of you. What did you write? What did you say? Something about why people... Dislike academics. Oh some, yeah, some yeah, bullshit. I did, yeah, I did. I did. I didn't like that. I ain't yeah, no, that. I knew because you because you know what it is. You might you might like yeah. we known each other way before that, and that's and why I had like, to apologize. Oh, I didn't even think, bro. I totally forgot about. No, that. but you know, know, sometimes niggas just be like, I was you? learning all of that shit too. I didn't even know what clickbait was until like I started. It's so much shit I didn't know about media and all that back then. Oh, you learned it fast, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. I had to. Part of music business, you have to learn on the fly. You have to adjust fast. That's a fact. They they don't they don't care about anything about who mm. died in your family. Oh, nah. About Nothing. your heartbreak with your girl or your family or your kids. Nobody cares. Yeah, they only care about results. That's what business is essentially, though. Ain't mm. no morality in business. Like like business is like nature. It's like fucking. You ever see like a, a fox or rip off a rabbit's head? He'd be like, damn, why is like why is doing that to that nice looking rabbit? They don't know that it's a rabbit, it just gotta eat. So gotta ain't no morality eat. in that shit. That shit is brutal. That shit like the jungle, like anything else. So I don't I just go home at night. That's why I don't deal with the bullshit. <laughs> how's you about this? No, how's your mental space been? Cause you suffered two tragedies, bro. We lost mm-hmm. Hovain mm-hmm. and y'all were close. People yeah. for some and then, you know, you work with QC, so it take off, and that happened like in close proximity. And I'm like, yeah. Bro, I know this guy. He he has to keep it strong for his family. He got to keep it strong for hip hop. Well, I've been. I mean, mentally, I've been. I've been. I've been pretty good. I actually ran into Hovain's wife last night. Kim, shout out to Kim. But um, mm. you know, the Hovain shit. It, it came so abruptly. I, I talked to this. Like I talked to him every single day. Like I'm yeah. talking about. Like we in a group chat together. Mm. We talk in a group chat. We talk outside the group chat. We call each other from time to time. You know what I mean? We didn't see each other as much as we wanted to, but you know um. I felt like I lost a piece of myself. He's a really, yeah. really, really good friend. And, like, he always encouraged me, always big me up. No matter what I was doing, he always told me I could do it. So, you know, um, I still feel his presence, though. Like, when I get, when I get, when I ain't fly today, but when I get fly. Oh, like, it's up. I, th- I think of my, <laughs> of my dog, you know what I mean? Long live yeah, yeah. That's a fact. And with Takeoff, you know, it was a little different because I didn't get a chance to really, like, know him. Like, I I, I knew Takeoff, like, I was really a fan of his. Mm. Um, I was supposed to, you know, I had asked for the opportunity to work on stuff with him. Um, I didn't get the chance to, but um, one thing that I really appreciated about him is before I even came to QC, he had DM me one day randomly. I didn't even know he knew who I was. He DM me and he sent me a video of me talking, and he put like goat emojis. And, and I, I just, you know, when I mm. when I heard his family talk at the funeral, they all said like he was a man of very little words, but like like he could say so much for so little. And the last time I seen him, I was at, at Rolling Loud Miami, and he he. We seen each other. He he gave me a he gave me a face. He smiled at me. He gave me a pound, and I knew everything <laughs> it meant. 
So, mm. you know, I, I, like take off, I was just really supporting my team because I didn't get the opportunity to, to know that brother. So I can't speak from, you know, personally, but he was a, a really good guy from, from, you know, my experiences with him and, you know, from what everybody at the company dealt with him. That would, they more family. Like I'm coming into this shit. Like that's their family for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your process of being, uh, being from New York, Harlem to, to be exact? Yeah. And Bronx too. I got, I got to say Bronx. Cause it's, a lot of people think that I'm not like don't know I'm from the Bronx too. Okay. I'm from the Bronx. Too. Okay, mm-hmm. Bronx yeah. and Harlem. So yeah. you represent. I call that uptown Bronx yeah. and Harlem yeah. still, right? Uh, what was the process of, or how did you get down with quality control? Because they don't, you know, they're usually a homebred company with yeah. Atlanta people to work for them. Well, it started out with um, I met I met Coach K. Uh, about seven years ago when I was managing Dave East, we did the, um, you know, Dave and Yachty and Uzi, all of them was on the Double XL freshman together. That's one of the, like, yeah. biggest freshman covers. And that's when I had met Coach and I met Yachty. And, I mean, every time I seen Yachty, this didn't, really didn't have nothing to do with me getting there, but, like, I always, like, would see Yachty and shit, and he always showed me a lot of love. And mm. every time I spoke about him, when everybody was talking down on him, I spoke highly of him because I had a chance to actually meet him. And then, um, you know, I started doing media. I mean, and, and and when I started doing media, um, P, you know what I mean, uh, CEO, uh, quality control along with Coach, mm-hmm. and we started talking through social media. We started talking through the gram, you know what I mean, and we, we just would talk to, through the gram and shit. And when um, baby was dropping my turn, um, he had hit me. He was like, "Yo, send me a number." I sent him my number. He called me like, "Yo, I want to get baby on that show." When I was on Everyday Struggle, mm-hmm. and I and I, I hit the talent department. I was like, "I don't care who we got this week." This man said he want baby on the show. There you go. He baby on the show. So baby came on the show. And then after that, you know, P had, you know, he had told me when he came to the show, he's like, yo, come, come see me later. You know, he was in the city. So I went and I seen him and shit. And we just started talking. He asked me what I had going on. He told me, you know, that he thought I was really smart and all of that. And he said, if there was an opportunity in the future for us to, you know, do some business, like, and it made sense, we'd do business. But when he said that to me, I immediately was like, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, so, so I just, um, we just built a relationship. Over mm-hmm. time, like, we built a relationship and, you know, I made myself available, bro. Like, I was flying down here on my own dime all the time. Like, I would just call them, like, yo, P, you in Atlanta? Yeah, all right, I'm coming down there. Mm-hmm. I, I put myself around them. You know what I mean? And the more I was visible to them, they, they seen I was serious mm-hmm. about this shit. And then I told them one day, like, yo, bro, I, I, I will move to Atlanta. Like, if we make this shit happen, I'll move down here. He was like, yo, move? I was like, yeah, I'll pick up my whole family. We, we'll go. He was like, all right. And then, you know, it happened. Mm-hmm. You, you re- I call that reinvesting. In yourself, you gotta mm-hmm. spend money. People don't believe in spending money taking trips. I come to Atlanta just to mix and merge. When Greg Street hit me, mm-hmm. when drama, when I met drama, I said, "Yo, I'm gonna just fly down here, not trying to do nothing with y'all, just trying to build a relationship with right. y'all, get to know y'all a lot better." Right. Right. You know what I mean, yeah, man, I, I, that's what I had to do. I mean, I've been in this shit, bro. I've been in this shit longer than I could think. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and from, from the time that I, like, my conception into music was me being in the mailroom. So I've been grinding since my start. Like, even to this day, like, I'm an executive and a lot of people might hold me in, like, this high-ass position. But it ain't no job that's too big nor small for me. I'm a, like, I'm a, I'm a take the charge. I don't mean... <laughs> Nothing illegal. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, metaphorically, basketball, basketball, basketball shit. Yeah, bro. Like, like I'm gonna sacrifice my yeah. body for the team. I'm gonna do the dirty work. Like, you know, what I mean, it be it be times where like I be joking with my my uh, some of my artists, and I be like, I be like, man, I'm about to get something to eat, and they be like, oh, shit, I'm hungry, and I be like, I right, I go get you some. I be like, yeah, I got me on some internship, but it's cool. You know what I'm saying I'm just hungry. Like I'm I'm always hungry to get better. So this was like the perfect opportunity for me, and it reminded me a lot of Rockefeller. You know, what I mean, I, I came up under Rockefeller, so. 
it reminded me a lot. So it just the stars aligned for me. I got lucky a lot of times in life. I ain't gonna hold you. It just sounds like just like being around is you enjoy the game. Not the yeah. game, but like enjoy everything. Like how when paid in full, it's like, yo, I just enjoy the game, B. Yeah, yeah. I can't get out of it. Bro, I did this shit for mad years with no bread. Like, <laughs> like I did this shit for mad years. I'm talking about like, I had, like, people know me by my artists that were successful, but I had artists that weren't successful that, that nothing really happened for. And I, and I wouldn't say that they weren't successful. I say they weren't successful by other people's standards. I feel like taking a chance and putting your art out, like, something that you thought of, something that you felt, and putting it out there, that's a form of success. So I will say they were successful, but shit, there's a lot of artists I ain't make no bread off of. Like, you know what I mean? People would act like I made all this money. It's mad people I didn't make no bread with. It's pe- people I spent money on. I didn't get shit back. So. I was willing to, like, like you said, reinvest in self. I'm like, shit, man. Like, if, if, I'm, I want to go somewhere where everybody I'm around is a multimillionaire. Yeah. I want to be a multimillionaire. I'm not going to become a multimillionaire just being the leader of my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, th- I think part of the thing I always enjoyed is how you always, you know, transmitted your personality and your business acumen via Twitter. That's why mm-hmm. I, when you had the Reebok Connect, yeah. I made it known that, I don't want this for free or a discount. Yeah. I'm going to pay for it. Just don't give it away. Because he used to have the plugs at Reebok S. And well, the thing about the Reebok thing, yo, was, I, they, yo, you I was wasn't a plug. To be charging nobody for shit. But you but, know me. No, I was on yeah. my grind. My fault. I was, yeah. I was on my grind yeah. at the time, and like I wasn't getting a lot of money from that Reebok shit. But the thing about being from Harlem is, man, we make a hundred dollars look like a hundred thousand. So of course, you know what I mean. Um, I made it look really good, and you know, uh. At the time, Heineken, he wanted, like, it was the sneaks he wanted. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I'll get you a few pairs of them joints. And he was, I was like, you got him. He's like, nah, I'm going to give you some bread for them shits. And I was like, for real? Mm-hmm. That actually helped me out. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you for that. Bread. Because they were too tough to get. And I yeah. was just like, I'm going to spend the money anyway. And yeah. the way he spoke, I said, this is a get money, dude. You better, you better than me. I'm taking them shits for free. <laughs> <laughs> nah, them shits was, something. because you yeah. know why? I already knew the level of, um exclusivity of exclusivity, the sneaker. Yeah. So I'm like... But you know what, too? Yeah. That's what, like, this shit... Is, and, and I don't even knock that either because it's the barter system. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, at the time, when I was doing... Like, all right, look. Because I, I went a loss mm-hmm. either way because I got paid for the sneaks. But at mm-hmm. the time, you know, I was building a relationship with you. So mm-hmm. if... I, and I still built a relationship with you mm-hmm. that benefited me in the end. Like, like when it was time for me and I had artists, you, yo, all, you, all need, a, you need to pull up. I got you. Like, so... I, it was a win-win for me, but I understand that. Like for me, bro, like yeah. man, I was telling somebody today, bro. Like once, once I I got attracted to how to make a dollar, or like, mm. like bro, like just seeing, you know, we all from the hood, man. Like you see certain shit go on to transpire. You see somebody with the Jordans, how he got those? Like, you know what <laughs> I mean, like, like, how he got that? And and then you start getting as a youngin, like you know, you might not be looking uh, for inspiration in the right things, but that inspiration gonna come to you whether you want to or not. So I was just like, I always use that. I never forget. Who I was. I mean, I mean, I, I I came into this game talking about the barter system. I, I always feel like, I feel like that the music business teaches you a lot of things. It teaches you the whole gamut of a business, how to get something on, mm-hmm. how to get it hot, mm-hmm. how to market it, how to deal with budget, how to move money, who to pay, when to pay That's them, timing. It teaches you the whole thing on how to make something blow up. So when you take that shit and you move into another realm, mm-hmm. it's easier for you to to pot shot and see what's going on mm. because you was like, I dealt with that with Hope. Yeah. I dealt with that with Dame. I dealt <laughs> with that with G. Mm-hmm. I dealt with that with Bleak. 
And I know in all these different type of shit, people think it's music, but it's more business than music. Absolutely. But that's the, yo, I was, because you were saying that and all I could think of, mm-hmm. and niggas do the absolute opposite. That's the same thing you be saying. No, but for real, I think like, you know, bro, like I dropped out of high school, so I didn't like, I didn't go to college and none of that. And I don't say that like as a bragging point Mm -hmm. of where I am today. I'm just saying it's so, I was so behind, so behind on like so many things that I had to start educating myself. Like a person who made me educate myself, I got to give it to a Beanie Siegel, bro. Interesting. Like I I lived with him. Like he'd say, you ask him about me, he used to say I was his house celly because when he was on house arrest, I live with him. I, he ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. We did everything together. And this but, was in Philly. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He lived outside of Philly. Uh, uh, but uh, um, got you. living in his house, he used to tell me like, "Yo, bro, you can't be in here and not read." So he used to make me read books. Like, like you know what I mean? Like mm. he make me. He make me read the Quran. He make me read Art of War. He make me read um, what's that? Uh, Forty Eight Laws of Power. He make he just make me read a lot of books. And then from reading certain books, I would just go out and educate myself. Like he he made me. I, I read more books living with beans than I did being in school. And that might sound crazy, but that's big. That's deep to me. That's deeper. He, he, he yeah. made me. He made me educate myself. You know what I mean, because he understood that I was smart. But he's. I think he understood that I would be like so much farther along if I had like a little bit more book smart. The knowledge. Yeah, that's a fact. And knowledge is the key, man. I, I I think people, they think that they're just gonna go out there and they're gonna they're just gonna put something out there and then yeah. they're gonna learn along the way. But researching. What people do now that they don't research, they just go to Google when they're trying to figure something yeah, out. Google gives suggestions, not answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly. a clip right there. Exactly. You, you have to go and you have to research what you're doing. That's a fact. Before you do it. And That's people underestimate doing that. Because if, if, if you want to become a manager, find something, find a book, find a magazine, find something mm-hmm. that they're telling you about the business of management and how to move. I looked at Mark Pitts mm. on becoming a manager. Okay. I grasped him. I saw him from long range. I was young. I knew him. Mm. Then I saw what he did within the business and who he became and how he managed. Right. Before he became the executive. Yeah. I called him the super manager because he could do a lot of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a fact. And that's who I patterned myself after when I wanted to become a manager. And I studied Mark. I read things mm-hmm. about shit that he did, magazines and shit. Mm-hmm. And I implemented. Yeah. I put my own shit to it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I used that as the foundation. That's a fact. Yo, I did that too. Like, I used to read, like, um, of course, I read every magazine, Double XL, Source, you know what I mean, Vibe, all that shit. And, like, I used to study, like, Irv Gotti a lot. You know what I mean? I used to study Irv. I used to study, like, Kevin Lyles. Because, like, when I seen Backstage, that was the first time I seen, like, anything where I said, I looked at Tata and I was like, maybe I could be Tata. I looked mm. at Lenny S and I was like, maybe I could be Lenny S. And, like, like stars aligning for me, I was around these, these niggas two years later. Mm-hmm. That fast, you know I mean? yeah. But, but I, I watched them, like, G. Robeson. Like, I, I worked at Rockefeller when G. Robeson... And hip hop was managing Kanye and mm-hmm. Just Blaze. You know what I mean? Like when when um Lenny S was there and Lenny Lenny was an AR, but he was going on tour, you know what I mean? Um DJ and J, you know what I mean? Doing J playback machine and mm-hmm. DJ and J and shit. And like I was the youngest guy around them, but they was in their 20s and shit. And I'm a teenager and I'm just watching them guru. Like, you know, what I mean? it, it, it's so many people I could pay it forward to. But like you said, like I would just use the examples and say, like, let me emulate. And I, and I emulated a lot of wrong people, too. I think that the only way you can become a great leader is by being a follower of good and bad people. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they say that that all that shit. Oh no, you got to be a born leader. Everybody's not a born leader. Like you have to learn skills. You have to learn order. You have to learn like how to how to receive uh, commands and 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 then you got to learn how to. You be have to be a good follower become before yeah. you become a good leader. Mm-hmm. And, and to real. delegate, you know what I mean? Like like That's delegation real. is the biggest part of being a leader. And everybody thinks that like because you was the most popular kid in class when you was a kid, you just a leader. You could have been the most popular kid in class because you had the joints before everybody. That don't make you a leader. So or like, you told jokes. Or you told jokes. Or you, know you was I mean? a football player. Exactly. What, 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 what does it take to be a valuable man, especially in the hip hop culture? <sighs> I think to, to be a valuable man, man I, mm-hmm. I think you got to be. You, it, it's bigger than hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, I think um first first off that word hip hop culture has to be redefined so many different times. Talk about it. Well, well, I want to get to that. All right, we, I don't we're gonna get my thought. Okay, but um, I think that. When it comes to like being a a, a, a valuable, man, yeah, a valuable man, yeah. it's the value you have for yourself. See, a lot of a lot of dudes don't have value in themselves. They don't see value. Like that's why we mistreat so many things. That's why we don't appreciate shit mm-hmm. from a woman to you know what I'm saying the money that you come into. Like I, you know how many people I've seen blow. I'm talking about artists, dudes in the street, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars just because they don't appreciate how. Like if you're making. I hate to say this like this, but there's a right way to do wrong. And if you a dude in the street doing shit the wrong way and you are able to escape that, you got to figure out a way to do shit right eventually. Mm -hmm. You can't operate with every single mindset you had that you came in when you got in the street when you was 13 and now you're 35. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you mistreat shit. Spending all types of bread. You know how many, how many, I know, I bet you both of us, all three of us know more dudes that blew through money than they have money right now. Uh, <laughs> Yo, bro. <laughs> you two you, things. You woke him okay, up. Okay, two things. Okay. <laughs> we always argue about this little thing. We talk about a little $5,000. and I'm going to say a little $5,000. We always mm. have this back and forth. And they tell me everybody does not have $5,000. And I say, yes, they do. Mm. I said, they spend it on what they want to spend it on. Oh, that's a fact. That's all. Like no, no, it's just a philosophy. He's not wrong, but he's never had a regular job. So, you know, when a person's working Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. what do they do Saturday and Sunday? Spend their bread. Because the rigor of doing 40 hours. Well, let's mm-hmm. go for it. All right. So, look. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like there's no difference in the amount of money. I feel like, like there was a point in time in my life where. $200 had to carry me for two weeks. Mm-hmm. That sounds fucking insane. I ain't saying right now. <laughs> it was insane back then. <laughs> but I didn't know it was insane because that, that was my limit. Yeah. So now if I can't manage $200 in two weeks to get to my next check, which of course I don't think that nobody should have to live like that. Mm-hmm. But if I can't manage that, how the fuck am I supposed to manage $2,000 in two weeks? How am I supposed to manage $20,000 in two weeks? How am I supposed to manage $200,000 or $2 million? There's no difference in the amount of money. Because if you was a kid, real quick, honey, if you was a kid in school and all of us have been this kid one time or not, we all old enough where $20 was fucking $20, bro. Bro, it's on you. You could buy the girl in your class some candy that you like. You could give your man $2. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to the arcade after to play Street Fighter. Y'all going to grab pizza, all that shit. If you was that type of nigga when you was 10 years old and you never, like, and you're a child, so you don't really know. Mm. But as you, if you operate with that same mindset of a child, 
What's gonna happen, nigga? You know how many irres? I know mm. more irresponsible grown ass men than. Here's the thing, because like, with Esso, yourself, and myself, mm-hmm. when he says saving the five thousand, because I cut off his point, so I want him to bring it back. Okay. The part that people don't know is you when you're saving that money, you got to eat shit. You can't go to the club. You can't do nothing. You can't dress fly because you got an agenda. And that's where I'm coming from. That's why people blow but that, it. But that's not true. You just can't do everything. You can't do. Okay. That's all. People have a problem. Mm. People have a problem with regulating. When it's grind time, it's grind time. Yeah. Right? If I, if like, there was a time that you knew me that we talk about, I was making money. My wife was making plenty of money. We was going on vacations every month. Mm. Right? When it came down to we said we want to get this house and we want to do this type of thing, we can't go on vacations every month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't buy the Louis Vuitton luggage but right now. But that's discipline. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, that, and, that, and this is why I say mm-hmm. they have the $5,000. I never said they had discipline. <laughs> I never said, <laughs> right, so, I never so said look, that. No, no, but look, you know what's crazy you said that? Because I started noticing this shit. You know how many people be like, man, these kids, they shooting up shit, they doing this and that third because they don't have nothing to do. That's a lie. There's tons of shit to do in the yeah. hood. Mm-hmm. It's just that people don't want to pay for it. Yes. Like, like it's tons of shit, bro. Like, I got three kids. My kids then, if you from Harlem, everybody know Millbank. Yeah, everybody nah. knows Millbank. Mill mm-hmm. yeah. You know Mill, you play ball. Of course. Everybody know Riverbank. Riverbank. Mm-hmm. You could go to Millbank. You could go to Riverbank. Even Gauchos. You, right over the bridge. Mm-hmm. You could you go, go to Menacing. You could go to Menacing. You can go somewhere. My kids went to all of them shits. Now, all right. Oh, now look. Your kid want this after school program? That might run you about a good $100 a week. Now, I'm going to keep it a band because I done seen it abused so many times. Now, you might you, you feel like you ain't got that $100, $100 a week. But you got $100 a week to get high. To smoke, but You got $100 a week. Now, and, and also, everybody that. got their vices and whatever the case may be. But also, like you said, <laughs> on them Saturdays and Sundays, niggas want to get fly. The fucked up thing about our people and our culture, that's the shit I want to... Yeah, I didn't forget the hip-hop. Thing. Our culture is, is that... That's the only time we feel seen. You invisible in the hood if you ain't got shit. You invisible, bro. I went to some kids and I asked these kids. I, I spoke at the Shabazz, Malcolm Shabazz School in, in, in Newark. And I was talking to these kids and I asked them, like, yo, will my words mean more to y'all if I would have pulled up in a Ferrari today? Raise your hands who would and who wouldn't. A mo- mo- majority of kids did. I said, guess what? I got a friend that has a Ferrari. I could just borrow his. So that means that I could tell you a fucking lie. I, you, you'll believe a lie. Yeah. I could come in, I could pull up in a Ferrari. Was, I was living in the projects when I said this to these kids. I could have pulled up in a Ferrari, went back to the project. You would have never known. I always talk about how people in Brooklyn especially mm-hmm. believe the story that Jay-Z bought the duffel bag to Def Jam with Kevin. You know, you've heard yeah, that. I heard yeah, yeah. somewhat of it. But yeah. <laughs> you see? <laughs> and he's like, why do they believe this? And what niggas you- will believe anything, bro. Like, and he was at Rockefeller. This is what I'll be talking well, I, to. I wasn't there at that time. No, but I'm just yeah. saying, but, but you, you know but, what how but you were there to know mm-hmm. what's real and what's not. And yeah. I always try to explain to people that marketing is, is a powerful tool. Absolutely. And all these different things. People are understanding marketing more because now they have the gram in front of them. Yeah. But when we was first in, in, in this business, they didn't understand how to get oh. all, how to get write-ups, how to do this. They didn't understand the importance of putting money behind yourself because they want to do rap vans that they can drive around. You don't need a rap van, homeboy. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's, that's not this. That's, that's you, done. You wasted your whole money doing that. 
You know who gets a rap van? Jay-Z, when Jay-Z is the most lit nigga in the entire world. You know yeah. why? That's just promotion to keep his face out there. But, nigga, but another thing is everybody want everything for free. Like that, yo, you know it's the biggest problem I've had with so many people, bro. And artist, you know, like I don't, I, I'm very, I'm very for artists. I want artists to make money and all that. But for you to think, I don't give a fuck what artist, a Jay Z, a, a Meek Mill, a, and I'm not saying this to point directly. I'm just bringing the yeah. examples off the head. Twenty one seven, ain't nobody successful without a team. No. But the problem with artists is they don't see the value in like. When you start making bread, I'm talking about next level shit. I'm not talking about the, the 5K. When the 5K, a night then turned the 15 and the 15 then turned Turn the 45 the 50, and yeah. 50. And you making serious paper, bro, you got to pay your people, bro. If you if you read, man, um, I remember I read that in the Art of War. This nigga, uh, I think it was uh, Genghis Khan. This motherfucker would take other, um, other generals, soldiers. Because yep. he would go to them and be like, Listen yo, did this. they feed you? Mm-hmm. Like nah, they, they ain't feed me. They ain't taking care of me. He would take the other generals, so and everybody knew that he had like a um a fucking a, a, a very violent appetite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He killed for the like that was his mm-hmm. shit. But he would take other soldiers from people because he just for the simple fact of them not getting fed. And he would let them keep their religion. Still, he wouldn't conform it, it, them completely. Bro, if you got a if y'all got dogs. Nah, I'm allergic. All right, but look, but if a if you see if a dog see you eating, that nigga gonna look at you like, damn, I can't I can't see what that's about. So you think a person watching you spend fifty thousand dollars in a jewelry store, fifty thousand dollars in sacks, fifty thousand dollars on some chicks for the night, <laughs> throw thirty thousand, and, and a nigga say, yo, bro. I've been rocking with you all week. I've been working out. I can get a thousand dollars. And niggas be like, whoa, and niggas be like, whoa, 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 bro, I thought whoa, you was, I thought you was down I thought you was with me. You like, yo, bro, just so you spent thirty k on yo, bro, bitches. I, and don't count my pockets. Don't count your pockets. You telling me, nigga, look how we living now. The <laughs> only, the only rapper that I see actively taking care of people and do that is Lil Baby. Mm. Yeah. I feel like he takes pride in it. Like he actively, I'm just, I'm yeah. just talking about saying, I'm not saying nobody else doesn't do it. But yeah, yeah. I'm just when I well, see it, this nigga just bought his fucking sneaker connect nigga a oh, fucking yeah, yeah. chain, nigga. No, one thing I say about, one thing I say about like the biggest misconception, because no, I will be the person to say that shit is slower down here. <laughs> it is slower, but that doesn't mean stupidity. I'm no, not no, saying about no, that. No. But when it comes to dudes from the South, they about money, bro. Uh, they not, yeah. yo, bro, niggas down here, if you you could be the the top, Barbara Walter, anybody could come say they're going to interview somebody. They'd be like, how much they got? If you ain't got no bread, bro, niggas is not moving. Yeah. And the thing about the money, though, is they take that money and they, for the ones that I've seen do it. You know what I mean? Me being a Maryland QC, I've seen them filter the bread through. I've seen like, mm. like, like that's the, that was a big thing for me, too. I wanted to move down here because, first off, I wanted my kids to see black people do it on every level. Like, you know, back home. It's very seldom you see you meet anybody that owns something where we from, mm-hmm. and if they do, it's 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 very yeah, rare that you they own this shit out here. Yeah, they own this shit. Like every, I mean, it's a, I ain't gonna say it's oversaturated, but every it's you, Wakanda. You, you got them people that don't want it. Not nah, Wakanda, but you got the people. <laughs> you got the people that want to do like you said. Don't want to do the research. It's like I'm gonna just move to Atlanta and start a, a fucking salon. I'm gonna just move to Atlanta and start. Oh, you- a, but what I'm saying is, is that bro, like for the ones that do. You'll see, like, you get rewarded off your work. Now, I also believe that you shouldn't get paid just for being a homie. You should not get paid just for being a homie. 
You should get paid if you the homie that wants to learn something and add value to the situation. There you go. It mm-hmm. goes back to value. But a lot of the niggas don't see value in themselves, so they can't even see value in their man when they look in the mirror and they don't feel whole. I always say that people don't, people do not know they value. They don't, bro. They they have no idea. One thing I I, I wanted to go back to that we mm-hmm. skipped over was backstage. Mm-hmm. Backstage does not get the credit oh, no. that it should get At for all. enlightening people and young niggas about the game. Although I was almost, I was throwing parties and all that, and Clue was my man. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in the game when backstage was out. Mm-hmm. I still was in college. So although I had a hand in making money in the game, I was looking at that same video like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could do that. Yo, you see the way Dame screamed on them niggas about marketing? Dame made me understand marketing. Yeah. You're going to let me go out and do all, all this work, and then you're going to come and bring your jackets up yeah. here and make it seem like this is the work that y'all did to make people want to what? Join your record label, That's a fact. but you didn't do that. You didn't do and now, yeah. when I watch it on TV, I said, "Oh but shit!" I, I also get why Kevin Lyles did what he did too. Okay, why he do that? Because I funded y'all. I mean, you got to look at it as he's a partner. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at it as he, as he's a partner. Of course, he's gonna want his 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 logo on something as well. This nigga wild political right now. No, he no, got I'm kidding. Right no, now. I, I, see, I see it from both he's, sides because I've been on both sides. Yeah. I, yo, bro, I've had success outside the building being an independent manager. And I've had success in the building being the yeah, A&R. Mm. But so, let me ask so, you a question before you go there. Mm-hmm. If it's true that they didn't support them with the tour mm-hmm. and they put their own tour together. Oh, no, nah, see, I don't. So when I, so again. Okay, go ahead. When we talk about Rockefeller, I can't even, when, 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 uh, what's that shit came out? Backstage came out, I was 17 years old. Okay. I didn't know none of these niggas. I was mm. just a fan. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my cousin is on backstage because he was Jay's bodyguard. Mm. That didn't. That also didn't help me. That that didn't have nothing to do with me getting into that shit. Gotcha. But like, I'm able to see, I'm able to see like both sides of the spectrum sometimes because now when we look at it in hindsight, you can always see clearer when you look back. Like Dame and I was around Dame. Like people think Dame is crazy now. That nigga was a tyrant when I worked with him, bro. Mm. Like I'm talking about, he was he was no joke. But that's just because he was so strong in the belief of his brand and his company. Now. How he handled people, if you look at the tortoise and the hare, Kevin Lyles, Dame Dash. Not saying, that, not saying that Dame Dash ain't successful, but he once everybody didn't have to deal with him no more, they was like, fuck him. Fuck him. So I do understand from, from an executive standpoint why he made that decision. I ain't saying I would have made that decision. Yeah, no, but no. I understand, like, bro, you got... Now we it's today we finding out who Lucian Grange is and all these other people that's hmm. the higher ups. You got people you got to answer to. You got them like we didn't know about Lucian back then. Yeah, we didn't know about we didn't know about Craig Cowman or none of the, or none of these people. Even Leo Cohen, we didn't know about none of these people to the extent that we do today. People still don't know. They don't because again, like as I said, they don't do their research. They don't do their research. Mm. But, <laughs> or saying, they think it's some mythical story you're making up. But the thing about business is, bro, business is business. It's like. As much as Jordan Brand sells, Nike is not never going to let Jordan be an end of Jordan Brand, I, and I, I I could be wrong, but I heard that Michael Jordan only owns 5% of Jordan Brand. And he's a billionaire. The fuck that tell you? Nike's like, oh, yeah, you going to live in this house forever. Uh, yeah, yo, Same Nike, as LeBron. Yo, nigga, Nike, got, Nike got 500, no, Adidas, I'm sorry, mm. got $530 million worth of Yeezys that they can't sell. Yeah, they, and that shit is not going to cut the water five, off. Five, <laughs> $530 million you ever that see? they can just say, yo, we lost $530 Oh, yeah, they, they, million. No, bro, they, mm. but see, that's the thing about 
see, where we come from, bro, when it comes to business, we rap because we passionate. And a lot of us, you know, we come from a, a, a like the passion and the art. We so passionate and artful. We can't see, we can't even see business. Mm-hmm. We can't even see it. Like I had this conversation with somebody I worked with who was an executive and it was a, a person who was white. And they told me like, yo, the thing about black people, black people is y'all could go sit in the studio for 24 hours a week, make the records, make the album, do everything. But when motherfuckers get on them calls and start talking about P&Ls and them bottom lines and them all of that, motherfuckers be like, huh? Nah. Not everybody. Look, but look, they look. be like, nah, no, no. son. This they don't even want to be around right, right, right. This ain't what I'm in it for, hey, son. So, so, I'm a creative, I'm a creative. Now, now, the thing, it's nothing wrong with being a creative, but <laughs> the thing is, like, bro, if they going to keep pulling the wool over your eyes, they going to keep pulling the wool over your eyes. I remember when I was a kid, it was one point in time, I thought that three quarters was a dollar, right? So this dude used to take a quarter from me every time I would ask for, I'd be like, I'll give him a dollar, go play video games. I'd be like, yo, let me get three quarters. He would give me three quarters. You think this motherfucker was going to tell me it's four quarters? That it's four quarters. He kept keeping that quarter. That's how mm-hmm. many video games I played. So it was enough for him to put some in his pocket. Now, I, that's oppression. That's what I call the real op, oppression. And that's one thing we hold. If we don't hold ourselves to nothing, we oppress each other like a motherfucker. Mm. We, do. we oppress each other like a motherfucker because if, if I learn business, and I heard this before, and I say it a lot, it's nobody's business to teach you business, but we don't even be feeling the obligation. Let me tell my brother how to do this. Let me tell my sister how to do this. I'm so going to tell you be... why though because they don't listen. Because, but... because, because, of, because of the very thing. See, it, go, it goes right back. Mm. The very thing that you said about the creativeness, it doesn't end when it's us talking to them. When it's the white man talking to them, they don't get it. But when it's the black man talking to them about it, they don't get it neither. And then on top, go on. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, they, a lot of times they do act like the white man's ice is colder. That's a fact, but Thank they, you. but yeah, but they still don't get it when they. It does, yo, it, well, the, yo, yo, the, look, the look, white man's I, I, the white <laughs> man's ice is colder, but the black man's ice is still cold because when because when we still mm-hmm. when we're trying to enlighten them on what business is, mm-hmm. you're trying to beat me. Is the first thing that they try to say, mm-hmm. like you're trying to beat me, bro. Yo, bro, it don't go like that, bro. This is what I designed for myself. I don't want to pay for this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Yo, you, but you know who's doing that? That rapper company who you love and fucking worship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. That's what they're doing. No, that's a fact. The very thing that you're saying you don't want to do. Yeah. So if they're not going to listen, period, how are they going to get to it's the point hard. where it, they're going to learn? It's hard to break because, I mean, bro, you, you learn how to duck by getting hit. So, you know, the, the, the thing about it is, is like, I hate that that shit. Bro, I don't They're not ducking, though. They, but they not, but... Because, they, they just keep getting knocked off, boom, like the zombies. Pum, but, but you know pum. what? That's because a, a lot of, in, in, this, in music business, a lot of artists is only concerned with what they get in that day. I remember Don King, it was a quote that Don King said that he said, $5,000 today is worth more than $10,000 next week to a nigga. You know what I mean? And that's because, mm-hmm. for the most part, we're here and now. We, we, we can't even see the next week. Mm-hmm. We can't even see the next day. But that, it all ties back to value. I had a meeting. Um, with uh, Ron Suno. I'm, I'm familiar. Shouts out to Ron Suno. Him and his management team. You know what I mean, and all of them. And I was, I was, we, we wasn't talking about like necessarily doing business with each other. Mm-hmm. But I told him and his team. I said before y'all leave, I need all of y'all to realize something. Y'all all have value. I'm not talking about no music shit. I'm not talking about no business shit. I need you to feel like I got to make it home tonight. I feel I, I need you to feel like 
if an altercation transpires and somebody get out of line, you could be like, yo, like. I got bigger fish to fry. I got, big, I got I, like, I got more shit going on than the, than the person I might be dealing with. That's hard for them, though, because they it, find it, too low not develop. That is, but but the thing about it is, right, is like, bro, I'm only here right now today because of my imagination. The only reason why I'm alive right now, because of my imagination, because I would imagine, bro, when I lived in the hood, bro, my it was a long time, my only goal in life was to move out the hood. My only goal in life. Seeing people lose their life, seeing all types of crazy shit, people be, like, you know how crazy the hood is when you get out the hood? You be like, Everything that's normal where I live, they don't even do none of that no, shit. No, no, like, no. It feels crazy. To it's me. quiet. It's quiet. Like mm. it, it starts to disturb you because you're so used to that shit. I wanted to be out the hood so bad that that was my only goal. Mm. But the only reason why I was able to get out the hood is because I was like, I'm not going to get it by doing it fast. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do it by getting it fast, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it by doing it without education. You know what I mean, like I said, I dropped out in the ninth grade. I tell people I dropped out of high school. They don't be believing me because I educated myself. But motherfuckers won't take the time. Mm. You know what I mean, like people don't take the time. If you take the time and really put work in and really put your thoughts and your, your dreams and all that shit that you think don't exist behind what it is, that energy behind something you want, you're going to get it. I want to get your expertise on something. I saw a rich homie, Quan, mm -hmm. say a quote, a lawyer is way more valuable than a manager. And y'all both dealt with both sides. Y'all know what the value is on both. That's a that's a tough that's, that's a, a tough, tough quote yeah. to make because coming from an artist like a rapper, I could understand why he would say that because rappers want to roam freely. They don't like to mm -hmm. be told, and the lawyer's not telling you nothing. Yeah. He's only making suggestions about. I think you should do this, and the deal's coming in. Your manager is in the trenches with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's making money directly off you. Not that your lawyer's not getting that five percent, but your manager goes as you go. I think that they equally important for the right ones. Cause you know I'm a manager, and I'm not gonna say that all managers good. You know what I mean, like there, there's there's people who steal, there's people who do all types of backdoor shit, mm. there's people who don't tell they like don't like. Not only the artist is not educated, the manager's not educated, and mm. artists don't know that. You know, you, you done did a, a pub deal or something. You think you out of it, not knowing that your percentage is all you have of a song. So in, you got to do 20 songs that have 10. Like, mm. not, not me mm. basic shit. But then you have lawyers that are good. I just, yo, the thing is, bro, I don't give a fuck if you're a lawyer, a manager, an a CEO. You got good people and bad people. Shit is that simple. You got to pick your team, You got to pick your team right. And unfortunately, you got to get hit a few times in order to learn how to duck. Yeah. You know, um, I think that a manager, just as important as a lawyer, with a lawyer, like we, I didn't have managers, man. I mean, I had lawyers that we had, we didn't have to fire. Yeah, we got lawyers that shit. are lazy that don't be on yeah. their job, that they don't return calls for some reason, <laughs> right. that they out partying too. Or they don't, you know, they don't explain shit to you in context, and you know what I mean, mm. like they. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a people and, thing, and we know that because when we spoke to Riley Rich, Riley Rich said, "I say, I said, your lawyer's not telling you this." He's like, "Hell no, lawyers ain't telling you what to do. They just be like, sign this deal. This is the money that you gonna get." But yeah. I mean, the, the point also though, and it depends on your trust factor, your manager is supposed to make you understand as much possible as you can before you that signature go on that paper. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So your manager should be getting the information and then transpiring the information to you. And you, if you trust that person, say, all right, I'm going to do this deal. I'm going to do this situation. But I'm you know saying? what that goes back to? Uh, the managers are not informed. They don't know what they're doing. 
because when we when 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 you was coming through, you already knew what you had to do. Your manager is your most central person. He deals liaison with your, between everybody. He de- he's your liaison, the lawyer, the record label, mm-hmm. street niggas, your <laughs> chicks. He is your the beat nigga, the producers. Bro. He is your middle. Nah, you know man what? Man, manager way more important than lawyer. That's it, yo. Man, the manager yeah, is the, he's the middle. He's yo. He is the most because. He bro. is the most undersold, underpaid oh, being yeah. in the business is the manager. Management is the most thankless job Thank there is you. because you could get a nigga to the moon and then they're going to say, you know what, bro? I think we're going to go a different direction. You know what I mean? Like this ain't, but the lawyer is still going to be you there. Can't, you can't get me the big foot locker deal and homeboy can. But the thing about it is, is like, man, all of that shit, all of them deals, all that shit is all predicated on what you do, like... Success? You can't get... Yo, you can't get a... a now, I ain't gonna front. Now, shit is a little bit wacky, how the young kids would say. You feel me? <laughs> like, shit is a little bit, like, all over the place as... They give out tons of shit for people who don't earn it. You know what I mean? Like, they give out... I, I love John Morant, but I shouldn't see a top 10 missed dunk highlight from this nigga. You shouldn't be showing me his top 10 missed dunks. You feel me? Like I feel like like you you show me when a motherfucker get over that line. You yeah. feel me? Like we reward. I seen Dr. Phil say this shit with um Dr. Phil was on Joe Rogan and he said, yo, we in a place now where we reward and pay people for absolutely nothing. So everybody's not gonna have a OnlyFans. And this don't just go, I'm not saying this for women. Cause you know people say OnlyFans, you talk about women. No, I'm talking about men too. If you on whatever platform and you pushing your content, this, that, and the third. Might lose your leg next week, baby. Yeah. Now you can't do the same shit you was doing. Now you got to figure out a way into the to the workforce. Now you figuring out your way into the workforce, and all you could talk about is what you're not going to do. The biggest I, yeah. I, the yeah, no, biggest problem it. I have with young people today is everything they not going to do. Esso and I had a back and forth. I think a few episodes where we was like, "What what would be a dollar amount to make you comfortable?" The way you're done with this and you don't got it because you know Kanye had lost the money. He's like, yeah. if Kanye had chilled, right? Yeah. And then recently, we've been seeing Bank of America, people was losing bread. Uh, um, Usain Bolt, bread gone, 12 million. Just oh, anybody gone. can get it. <laughs> and I'm just, and think about this you can't even pull a hundred thousand out the bank now. I'm just, Think, think about that. Like yeah. how hard it is just to pull your own money out. I know, but I I feel like yo. I also feel like pulling money out the bank is such a childish thing. Like I'm no, not, I'm I, just I, saying that even the yeah. process to pull out a oh, the process kid, to do it. That's because I ain't gonna. I mean, you know, the money, the bank makes money off your money being in the oh, bank. I understand. Right. So yeah. when when we going back and forth, I'm just like, yo, if my man Wayno got twenty million chilling. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for him and Esso to pull out a hundred k a piece, and then they can zap you like that. When I seen every, when Bank of America was trending, all these banks was trending, and people lost two thousand dollars here, five thousand dollars there. I got nervous because I'm like, when are we gonna be comfortable if we if they There's can no, zap it, our millions? It, my, my dad used to always tell me it's never enough, bro. It's never enough. But I think that like it, it depends on the conversation we having because, um. I kind of feel like there's a, a certain amount of money to make me leave rap alone. <laughs> me too. Yo, I, I think y'all got the same number. Yeah. Me too. There's, there's a certain amount of money that can make me leave rap alone. But, I, but I'm also, you know, this is also a person speaking from, like, having tons of experiences and knowledge yeah. that I didn't have years ago. Because, like, when I start say leave rap alone, I don't mean that I would be 
fully detached. I do absolutely nothing. It just would change, like, my, my dynamic it, on how I'm going to approach how I'm a, the yeah, business. Yeah. Oh, no, bro. Like, I sell music for a living. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I sell music and music commentary. You need it, I'm your guy. You feel you. me? So it's like, you know, this is what I do. This is my livelihood. But at the same time, it's like, you know, um, this is also, I said earlier, like, this is something that I've done for free. Saying? Like, yeah. This is something I've done for no bread. So, you know, passion... Passion make you do, make you, it'll push you to your limits, but it also make you do a lot of dumb shit too, so, I mean. Uh, you, you in it, but you not in it. What does quality control you think mean to Atlanta? <sighs> Man, to me, and I said this when I was on Everyday Struggle, I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's iconic. I, I mm. feel like I, I compared it to, you know, a South, I said a South Rockefeller, you know what I mean? I only gave that reference because I was at Rockefeller, you know what I mean? But, I think it's like it might be the most important label to come out the South. You know what I'm saying? Um, reason why I say that you think more than LaFace? Uh, I, I I'm gonna say just as important sure. because the only reason why I'm saying that is because we in the right now of everything that's happening. And LaFace, you know, it was a point in time where they was having a run and doing everything that they was doing. Um, I'm not gonna say that it's more important than one to the next because I don't know what it is to grow up in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying I didn't grow up here. I live here, but I didn't, I, like, I don't even technically live in Atlanta by Omoretta standards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, I do think that, like, the reason why, so, why quality control is so important, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to be here, is because you could look at the example of Coach, and you could look at the example of P, and you can literally see, like, P was a guy from the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, he been through some of the worst of the worst, you know what I'm saying? And, and and he was able to climb up out of that shit. And when he climbed out of it, he still didn't have it together. And then you see a guy like Coach who, you know, he was managing Jeezy, Gucci, you know what I mean? Worked with tons of different artists. And Coach is from Indiana, but he's a staple here as well. And I think you could look at those two guys and then not only it being that, but them hiring, you know, Simone, and Tamika, the, the com- our company is run by women. A lot of mm. people don't know that, man. Like, you know what I mean? Twin, you know what I mean? My, my, I got to shout out Twin. Um, you know, he manages Little Baby. He's the president of uh, uh, QC Sports and, you know, one of the, 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 the members that, that was here when everything started. Um, you got to look at what they did with their time and, and think about the Migos, bro. You know I mean, when take, it, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. You never know what you, you, you got till it's gone. But Takeoff, takeoff Pass was not a hit to Atlanta. That shit was a hit to hip hop, period. That shit was a hit to niggas in the West Coast, East Coast. I used to be pulling up on niggas playing um no label too, and they'd be like, You playing that damn south shit? You damn right. I was playing Ludacris too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was playing Scarface too when I was a, a, a youngin'. So I feel like what they've done and what they've built, I'm man, I, I wake up, bro, I don't even believe my life sometimes, bro. Yeah. I don't even believe my life. I worked with Jay-Z, for real. I, I had an artist that was signed to Nas. I worked with Nas and I worked with Quality Control now. And I worked at Asylum, bro. This shit is a fairy tale, for real. But QC means everything. Talk, talk about the business of media as we wrap this up. Oh, man. The business of media. Yeah. What part? <laughs> how'd you, I mean, I mean, how'd I get into it? Talk, talk about the transition. You uh, know the tra- what I'm saying? So look, bro. The transition. I had no idea. This shit was not on my vision board. It was not something that I sought out. Nothing. Um, I literally saw a star. I was watching every, Every Day Struggle every day when Button was on it. And um, I was seeing Star 
you know, when Star came Star, and replaced Joe yeah, Button, and yeah. I grew up on Star. And so, the, yeah. One thing about Star is he always say, man, Wayne was a good guy. I never had no problems with him. Like, that's yeah. my guy. Like, I grew up on Star. But um, I just hitting the desk up one day on some, like, just some what's up shit because we got a good relationship. And um, she was like, yo, you should come to, she had hit me like two weeks later. And she was like, y'all just been such a bad friend. I've been busy, but come debate with us one day. I went. And that very first day I did that shit, I don't even remember that episode. Like, I don't remember what we talked about, nothing. I just remember that day when we, I was walking out, Chops was like, yo, that's the most fun we had since Joe left. And I didn't know what that meant. And then um, Nadeska had asked, like, you know, she had hit me later and was like, would you come back? And I'm like, why would I come? Like, I, I didn't understand, like, come back for what? And she's like, yo, you know, we, we working on bringing other people on. You know, we got star in here, but we all working on, like, different options. Would you be open to coming back? And I'm like, y'all want me to come talk? I'm like, yeah, come back. End up staying on that show for three years, bro. Mm-hmm. I was on the show longer than Joe Button was. Now, the thing about, like, the transition was, it was crazy because I was terrified. I ain't going to lie. Um, reason why I was terrified is because, you know, now my opinions is becoming public. Yeah. And, and, and now I can't just speak how I used to on Twitter. When I got on there, they erased a bunch of my tweets. It's crazy <laughs> shit I was saying. But I was 26 when I got on Twitter. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I got on there, and, and then I had to hear everything I wasn't. I had to hear no Joe, no show. and. I yep. ain't Joe Button. Bro, mm-hmm. I started wearing, like, I like trench coats too. I wore a trench coat. Niggas like, you on Joe Button dick. Like, I'm like, damn, I can't. Like. So everything I did was compared to Joe. And, you know, I learned a lot, man. I interviewed a lot of people. And that shit led me to, to, to um, doing stuff with Amazon. But before I got on the show, I just, I asked a, a few of my close homies. My man, Steve Carlos, I pulled them on. I'm like, yo, Steve-O, you think I should do this? And he like, mm-hmm. they going to pay you? I'm like, yeah. He like, hell yeah, nigga. You mm-hmm. good at commentary? Like, you. And, you know, you know when you got up there. Mm-hmm. You know, people that was doing the media shit, they all felt the way. Oh, yeah, they and did. Pe- and people came to me like, you not mad? I said, bro, a black man getting... Bro, oppression. Th- oppression, bro. I, I, that's the op, bro. You know how many niggas, bro? I'm talking about... Yo. See, nobody knows... Yo, no, bro, you know bro, You already know, I know. Bro, but now I'm going to keep it 100, bro. Ain't nobody think about mental health. Nobody thought about how they was like, who the fuck is this bum ass? Like, yo, bro, I'm talking about... Mm-hmm. I had people saying... I ain't even gonna mention none of these no, niggas because yeah. they don't matter. Yeah. But it's people that everybody know. And they was tweeting me like, who is this nigga? He ain't never put that work. Like, they was acting like we was in the street and I just got five-star general. They act like we in the street. Look about yeah, it. Yeah, this shit is not the street. It's cra- it's people crazy. didn't know I did interviews. They were like, yo, I just found out you did all these interviews. And I've always said, when it comes to digital appearance mm-hmm. and on the internet, Unless you're hitting home runs every year, you got to reintroduce yourself to the internet every 18 months to 36 months. That's a fact. Well, see, I wasn't the nigga. I I don't do no viral shit because end of the day, bro, I got, like, well, I ain't going to say viral because I don't, I'm just not not a silly nigga, bro. You've never been into that. I'm not jumping on the table, yelling at you all that. Never. And and a person who really helped me was was academics. A lot of people might not like him. A lot of people might not agree with him. But what I learned from academics is performance. A lot of shit that academics does while everybody taking it like, why he talking my street business? Bro, all them, all y'all niggas that, let me look at the camera while I say this. All y'all niggas that's, mm-hmm. that's beefing with your ops, that's cursing your baby mothers out, that's uh, doing dumb shit, whatever you're doing, you're giving a nigga a content. Like, you doing shit publicly and telling a nigga don't say nothing about it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I, I, I'm, I don't agree with. I'm gonna keep it 100, bro. I got to really. I have a. I haven't spoken to Ak in a long time, but we have a good relationship. Nah, y'all always had. But the thing respect. about it is, is he's performing. Mm-hmm. When he get up there drunk and belligerent and talking crazy, that's him. No different than 
when we was kids and watching Hulk Hogan and these niggas, NWO and Ultimate Warrior go up there talk crazy. And we like, oh, he really about to kill this nigga. No, it's performance. Selling the movie. Bro, I watch act turn that shit on and turn it off. It's called entertainment, entertainment. business. That's a fact. <laughs> so I learned that from him. And then he would teach me things about myself. Like, yo, Wayno, he like, yo, you got the opinion of a niggas who was like, in the street, but got out and got a family now. And that, that's kind of how my life was. Mm. It was like, now you got a fan and you speaking for niggas who like, you know what I mean? That, 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 that want to have like a grown up sp- space. And I, I've been able to have a career for this shit for five years now. So for all y'all that was on my dick talking about, I was one and done and no Joe, no show. I don't know how y'all bank account looking, but mine's lit. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. salute to y'all. How I look at this, me- <laughs> at, at this media thing is, I I look at it in two folds, and so mm-hmm. it's the last thing I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. You know how you um, this is like when commentators, because you're a sports person. Mm-hmm. Oh this, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, this is like when a commentator mm-hmm. goes on television and gets hired to be a coach. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know why? Because now you get to hear their knowledge. That's why you can't get Tony Romo. He's worth too much. His knowledge of calling plays out right on TV is worth seven to, nine, seven to nine million for them on TV. Oh, yeah. So if you want Romo to coach, you got to pay him $20 million. See, uh, Tom Brady got a $175 million deal just waiting for him. To talk, to talk, to talk, to talk yeah, to talk on air. Yes, yeah, after, he, after, after, he, for him. after he's retired, it's, it's waiting for him. But my, but my point mm-hmm. here is this gives us a chance. People... Knew I've been in the business for 20 years mm. and knew I did all this other stuff, but they somehow thought I did it and wasn't smart. Mm. And I wasn't strategic. <laughs> and I like didn't you got plan lucky. It, and I didn't use relationships. Right. So when you're on this microphone and you got this camera, now people know what you really know. Mm. So when people are watching and coming, even when people call me, come to me about certain little jobs and stuff, I say, yo, if I'm going to do a job, it's always going to be easy. Give me digital marketing, mm-hmm. right? Or you're going to give me control. Mm. And, you, and you know I know how to make it from making the record, right. getting it to radio, right. exposing, marketing the record. Mm-hmm. I got relationships ar- ar- around the country. Mm-hmm. That's worth millions of dollars. N- niggas got niggas in labels that can't do none oh, of these things. Nothing. And yeah. I can do all these things. <laughs> and this fact. is what this microphone and exposure can do for you. Give people the knowledge and see that you can do things this without is, even having to force feed it. This is the new rap game. Remember how people would see all the money coming in when Jay came in and that whole, you know, Rockefeller late 90s, early 2000s, this media podcast game, yeah. which requires less. But niggas will, ain't making no money I will, like I will, that. Well, I will say one thing. I will say one thing about all of this, too, because this is one thing that eats me up when it comes to, you know, what it is that we do. Um... I just, there's no, it's, it's almost no integrity and almost nothing now, but I seen this one and I'm not knocking, people could do whatever the fuck they want, mm. but I seen Stephen A. Smith on a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to keep it 100, bro. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith is a nigga I done grew up watching. I'm a, I'm a grown, grown ass man and I'm still watching this brother to this day. He's. You know, got to extend some, whatever you think about mm. him, whatever, but he's really, really good at what he does. Of course. And to see Stephen A. Smith be on a platform and, and pe- talking to people and them ask him, do he like to get his ass ate, was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen ever in life. Because I'm like, 
for all the things that you could say to this man, bro. This is what you. This is what you like. You felt comfortable saying that, like you know what I'm saying. Like that's where we at with this shit. It's yeah. no holds barred. Anything goes, and that's the only thing that I don't like about that's, the media shit. And that's why I apologize for the clickbait earlier. You did it, uh, Adam Adam Twenty Two did it to me too. That's my that's my dog. Yeah. But he did some he did some little funny and, shit. And, <laughs> that's and, my dog. I love Adam. And the the sad reality is. The more views that come in, it equates yeah. to more dollars. Yeah, I feel and, that. And I don't that's, that's I'm gonna the get desperation. Dollars regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, that's why I don't do so that. So, Wayno, this was bag fuel. It's bag we, fuel. We could have went y'all. 10 more hours. Yeah, man. Let, we got to do a pro no, listen, no, yo, we didn't, <laughs> oh, have it. we didn't have enough time. Because what y'all don't know is it's a lot of things that moved around. We yeah, had to move yeah. around Greg Street. We got Shaheen coming in. So, the fact that he made time before he went to New York. To oh, come man, and sit with man. us for 60 whole minutes to put this down. I really it's appreciate it, my dude. What you want to leave the people with as we close it out? I want to leave with people with this, man. Um, see value in yourself. See value in others, man. And just take your time, man. Like, like it's going to happen. Boom. Back for all them. Like, subscribe. Bronx. All them, oh. Bronx. Subscribe, <laughs> follow. Super thanks. Hit the super Follow thanks. us. Follow the whole team. Yo, back for you. We out.